Welcome back to the Whiskey Smoke, guys. I'm your host, Yuante Curry, and today my guest is Sharon Colbert, breaker extraordinaire, cigar aficionado, wine lover, wanderlust. Welcome. Thank you. So we met about, what, two years ago at the Stogie's event, Wingding. Yes. And here we are today, and just happy to have you on the show. The reason I like to, to talk with you is that you do things that I would do. You do things that a lot of guys would do, but you're a woman. And a lot of guys are intimidated by that. But I find that it's cool. So what got you into cigars? Well, um, the truth is um, I like the smell of cigars. Uh, to me, it smells like cannabis. Mm-hmm. And back in my younger days, young, young, younger days, I used to smoke, mm-hmm. you know, marijuana, and I liked the smell of it. So when I got into the corporate world, of course, you know, I had to give that up. So Right, if you want to keep I, a job. Yeah, of course, um, to buy more cigars. And um, I found that cigars gave me that same feeling that marijuana did. So I've been smoking since 2000 and maybe two, yeah, about 2002. But I started off smoking uh, the little small CAOs mm-hmm. in the in the, uh, the little tin can, mm-hmm. the flavor, and then I gradually graduated to the full body. I I never smoked the Connecticut. I just went straight in mm-hmm. on the full body. So so why'd you do that? Why'd you go that feeling that you got? Or was I mean, if you coming from smoking, you know, marijuana on a daily basis, then. Connecticut is definitely not going to do anything for you. Okay, so you were in it for the effect, and, you know, hey, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm not a judge of what people do in their recreational time. I think it should be legalized, and, you know, that's that's my yeah, whole deal behind that. But I noticed you took off quick. You just you mentioned you started off with the 10 cans, and then you took off quick. If, if people look at your Instagram, by the way, it's at being Sharon Renee. Yes. If you look at her Instagram and you see the level of cigars she smokes, she smokes almost nothing but the best. So how did you go from like entry level to multiple, multiple rare and unique cigars? Well, at first I would smoke on my patio. Mm-hmm. I was like a a loner smoker, if it, you know, if, if that's a, a word. Um, I would just be by myself, you know, and and then well, let me let me go back. My ex husband smoked cigars, mm-hmm. so I would hear the names mm-hmm. of the cigars that he would smoke, you know, Rocket Patel, Monte Cristo, and some other names. And um, he always smoked, you know, premium cigars, and some of those names stuck to me. So, you know, when I would go into the lounges. I would, or the cigar shops, I would just ask for those uh, brands. And some of the owners would recommend other cigars. So, um, and I would always say, I want, you know, medium to full, nothing light. I don't mm-hmm. want anything light. And so they would just give me uh, recommendations. I would try them. I mean, my palate is open. I'd, I really don't have a favorite. My favorite brand is Fuente, mm-hmm. but, I, I mean, you know, I have an open palate. You know, I'm open to try any cigar, and 
I mean, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, I I definitely won't go back to it. Okay. You know, but um, that's how I I got into going from the flavor to the full body. You know, by recommendations and of course, um, you know, from my ex husband. So. You mentioned earlier about you were a lone smoker, and then now I see you in lounges. I see you traveling all over the world smoking cigars. How did you go from doing it on your patio alone to, you know, mingling with who's who in the cigar industry? Okay, so when I was married, my ex-husband would go to the lounges maybe on Fridays, Saturdays, and I would kind of wonder, you know, well, he when he met me, I was, you know, I, I, he knew I was smoking, you know, marijuana, but I went from that to smoking cigars. So I was like, um, why I'm not invited to go? And he would always say, well, you know, it's nothing but guys in there. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was understandable mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I just didn't feel comfortable at the time going in there being the only female because, of course, my thought process back then was, only men, you know, smoked the cigars, and that, that's what they, you know, led everybody to believe, that it was a, a man's, you know. A man's passion, a man's yes, pastime. Yes. Okay. So, I, you know, I didn't go into the, the lounges and he, because he would say, you know, it's, it's number guys. Mm-hmm. You'll be the only woman there. I was like, okay. So I accepted that, and I would just smoke on my patio all the time. Or smoke in the garage. So when we got a divorce, one day I just said, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go and just try it out. Just go and sit. I'm kind of tired of sitting on the patio. I want to mingle a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the first lounge that I uh, went to to smoke was Astoe's on um, Highway 6. And when I walked in, I was accepted with open arms. It was like... You know, come on in, you know, come to the VIP lounge. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is how women are treated when they come in the cigar lounge. So from that point on, I just started going to the lounges and and started going to events. And it kind of opened up a lot of opportunities because um, I got to meet a lot of wonderful people um and even being on instagram you know uh because to me the cigar community is it's wide but it's small Mm -hmm. at the same time because at one moment or you know we're all going to meet up Mm -hmm. you know and i've met people from all over the united states you know just by being on instagram and you know friending someone on instagram so that kind of excited me to, you know, just keep going to the events and, you know, every event that comes up, I'm I'm trying to sign up for. I hear that you're going to the, the Drew Estate Barn Smoker. Tell us about that. Yes, um, I will be leaving as soon as we finish. Um, it's in Convent, Louisiana. And I have a friend that uh, lives in Tampa. And he went to the one in Tampa, and he recommended. He was like, you you don't want to miss this. If it comes somewhere near uh, Texas, or even if it comes to Texas, you need to go because it's a very nice event. You know, they give a lot of 
uh, goodies away, you know, a lot of sticks, you know, cigars. And for the price, yeah, I I was like, okay, I can I can do that. I like that. I mean, $90 and you get uh, food, drinks, you know, music, mm-hmm. and you get the tour, the um, I guess the, the, the premises. The, yes, the premises and where they grow the tobacco in Louisiana. And then you get your goodie bag. So I thought that was a good. And I do, I love Drew Estates cigars. Uh, Undercrown is is one of my, my favorite. I see the cigar culture and I think about the cigar culture all over the world and I've noticed that it's so warm and inviting. And I see so many women putting their own spin on the cigar culture. I see you call yourself the blonde bombshell. And you put your spin on it, you know, and I saw that you guys went to an event not too long ago, uh, her aficionado event. Yes. You know, a lot of guys would love to attend something where there are a lot of women smoking like that and dressing incredibly, but they may be intimidated by it. Let's let's dive into it. Let's talk about it. You know, like, you know, a powerful woman can be both a gift and a curse to some guys and some guys don't know how to deal with it. I really don't understand the intimidation. I mean, um, to me, a woman smoking a cigar is very sexy. You know, it's sensual and it's sexy. I think a lot of guys see it from a a lot of standpoints. You know, they, um, as far as the intimidation, I think, like I said before, they, some of them think that it's it's a man's world. Mm -hmm. You know, why should a woman be smoking cigars? You know, that's not classy. That's not uh, being a woman. That's not ladylike, you know. And uh, what's the difference between a woman smoking a cigar and a woman smoking a cigarette? To me, I'd rather see a woman smoking a cigar than a cigarette. Yeah, optics are everything. I'd agree with you on that, yeah. I mean, to me it's sexy. And I love everything sexy. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So, I see a lot of women doing the portraits now, and and like I said, putting their spin on it. And you know, you went to an event. I wasn't able to attend, but how was how was that event so far as uh, you know, like? Did you all did you guys all like dress similarly or? What at the um, the uh, Atlanta yeah. cigar week? Yeah. No, I mean, everybody had their own style, you know. Um, of course, you know, being in Atlanta, you know, everything is, well, I'm going to say it, bougie. <laughs> so, you know, everybody, every woman had their own style. Every guy there had their own style. Uh, but one thing that I did like about um, the Atlanta um, Cigar Week was there were a plethora of women that actually smoked cigars. Nowadays, you see um, the lounges where the women come in, they dress like, you know, they're going to the club or a concert, and they don't pick up one stick. I mean... They're there to shop. Yeah, they're They're shopping. They're not for cigars. Yeah. Yeah. They're not there for cigars. So some of the guys truly um, appreciate when a woman come into the lounges and they are actually smoking cigars, mm-hmm. you know. And um, 
But at the event, it was strictly, I, I would say, probably 60% of the women were smokers, were cigar smokers. That's a lot. Yeah. That's that's actually incredible. And that's why I want to bring it to the forefront. A lot of people don't understand how big the, the that women are in the culture of of cigars and whiskey and, you know, I want to debunk the whole thing that this is a man thing because I've seen so many women do it so much better than guys. And you can tell a true smoker by some of the the accessories they have. And I've seen some of you guys have incredible accessories, like the accessory you have with the lighter and the cutter all built into one and you put that on the table and I was impressed. I mean, it's just always good to see someone doing something completely different than what you are and you take notice. And that's why I want to talk about this because I think it's time for everyone to take notice that women are really smoking cigars and drinking whiskey and and doing it well. Yes, that's true. Um, and by the way, my torch, I call it the, the it, you know, the little gun, mm-hmm. uh, the bullet holster. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it because that's what it looks the like. Bullet holster. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I think I'm not going to say the women are taking over. I think we could. I mean, I really do. But um, it's like you said, we're putting our own spin on it. And some women, the ones that are true smokers, Mm -hmm. uh, when we get all get together, oh, it's 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 lit. You know, it's lit. We we're getting ready to party. Um, and it's good to see women come together like that and to support each other. Um, I have noticed on Instagram, um, because I'm not on Facebook, I've noticed on Instagram a lot of women are coming out with their own uh, clothing lines. They're coming out with, you know, the nubbers. Um, they do the wine, the wine stoppers. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that associates um, the cigars, you know, so, um, you know, a guy, and it's nothing, I'm not saying anything bad about guys smoking cigars, but you know, when a woman put a spin on it, we're going to take it to a whole different level. <laughs> you know, we're going to bling something out or, you know, we're going to come up with some ideas where we can make some money mm-hmm. off of it. And, and that's what I see a lot of women are doing. I think it's good for the culture. Yeah. I do, too. You know, because the the growth about it, uh, not only the growth, but the creativity, some of the things that you guys have done with the creativity so far as the, the numbers and things like that, me personally, once I get to the third third, maybe a little bit, maybe five, ten minutes into the last third, I'm done with it. But now that you guys have the, the numbers, you know, you can take that thing all the way down to almost burn your lips. Yeah. But you didn't see that prevalent before, you know. No, I, I think it, especially when you have a good cigar, you know, um, a lot of people want to smoke it till, you, I mean, all, like you said, all the way down to you almost burn your lips and fingers. Um, and whoever came up with these numbers, I it was mean, brilliant. yes, yeah. it was. Um, I, it, more so like, a, you know, back in the day when our aunts, uncles, or you know, dad or mother, whoever that smoked marijuana would use roach clips. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, so it's almost. translates over. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just going to a different level. It's on the cigar level versus that. We have Sharon Renee here, and we're going to talk more cigars and whiskey and wine and 
cookies when we come back. The Whiskey Smoke with Yuante Curry is sponsored by El Cubano Cigars, blended by Cubans, handmade in Texas. Located at 904 East Main Street, League City, Texas. Call 281-332-9096 or go to ElCubanoCigars.com. Welcome back to the Whiskey Smoke, guys. I'm your host, Yuante Curry, and today my guest is Sharon Colbert, and she's going to talk more about these cookies and cigars and whiskey that we're drinking now. And You know, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, you poured me, I think it's some... Um, Eagle it's called Rare. Eagle Rare? Mm-hmm. Rare? Okay. Bourbon whiskey. And you told me to, if it's, to blow in it if it's too... Hot mm-hmm. or right? I would say okay. So elaborate on that. So the reason I did that is because you know the first thing you asked me for was ice, and I don't have any here. So a lot of times, if the whiskey is you know a little too hot for you and it goes down, it burns you a little bit. The easiest way to take that off is to just blow in the glass and blow off the, the ethanol off top. And once you do that, the whiskey should tame itself, and as you drink it, you shouldn't have any of that burn. Did you, oh, okay. did you taste any burn after you did that? No, and actually when you told me to put two drops, a couple of drops of water in it, it was going to open it up, and it actually did. You, you see my glass, Yeah, if, right? you, if you like some more, yeah. that's more on the table. Right? Okay, you, yeah. Okay, so let me help you with that. Here we go. Tell me when. That's enough. All right. So what what actually got you into whiskey? Cause I know your your Instagram name is Texas Whiskey. So what what actually got you into whiskey? So that's a long story for me, but I'll keep it short. I was a kid, and my dad always drank bourbon. And you know when the kid when your dad's away, the kids will play. So me and my brother we took a bottle of bourbon and we passed it back and forth till he kind of passed out. And then after he realized what we had done, you know, he told us that it's better for you to drink here at home and he know what's going on than you go out there and drink with a bunch of other people and, and lose yourself and get in trouble. Yeah. So by the time I got to college, I was over, you know, big drinking parties because I had done it enough at home that, you know, this is old to me. But from that point forward, I always loved that gentlemen would drink whiskey and gentlemen would drink whiskey and have cigars and they would share it. And they would talk about everything that bothered them, everything, they were their successes, their triumphs, their failures. And I saw that as a kid where a, a bunch of guys would get together and they'd start the night maybe playing dominoes. And at the end of the night, they finish, you know, over a fire and smoking cigars and talking back and forth about gentlemanly things. I don't see that these days, especially in, in my age group. I'm sure it exists, but the circles are pretty much small. That's true. Okay, so I'm not stereotyping, but where are you from? I'm from Louisiana, small town. So is that a Louisiana thing where they let the kids drink young? I don't know. I mean, I would say sure. I mean, I think it's in France and all that type of stuff, too. I mean, French give their kids wine at a young age, so maybe it's that French culture passing down from uh, from France over to Louisiana. and it, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that one. You got me. Oh, okay. I, I'm from I mean, Louisiana, too, uh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> She's right. <laughs> yes. We drink a lot. Yes. <laughs> drink and eat a lot. Everything's in excess. Yeah, that's true. I totally agree with that. 
Okay, I just wanted to know because everybody I beat that's from Louisiana, whether it's one end of whether it's north and south Louisiana, mm-hmm. they all have uh, had experience with liquor at a very young age and their parents were like like your father was as long as you're drinking at home i you know it doesn't i that's why i want you to drink or yeah. that's why i want you to start off drinking yeah so so that way it keeps you safe so by the time you get exposed to college and all this or exposed to people who who don't know what they're doing you're like you know you're not doing this right and then you don't even want to participate because you you've seen it you've done it you know the side effects of it because you've experienced it and you just move on. Okay. But uh-huh. the whole thing for me was, you know, the cigar thing. Like, the cigar thing had, like, a ritual behind it. They wait till the end of the evening, and then they light the fire, and then they cut the cigar, and then you'd see a bottle passed around, and they're sharing and they're talking. And then at that time when I was a child, you know, when gentlemen talk, the kids would not be around. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd sneak around and I'd listen and, you know, I'd eavesdrop, you know, as kids do, you know, eavesdrop. And then I happened to have eavesdropped on something that changed my life. And it was, you know, the experience that you might not tell everybody in the world what's going on, but you have that close inner circle that you tell the problems that you're having. So that way you don't have to be front-facing to your significant other, you know, and say, hey, look, I know I'm failing at this, but you can't tell you can't tell your wife I'm failing, you know. So it was that that I saw that one man could tell another man something and they would be kept in confidence and then they bounced off each other. It was like a therapy session. Okay. Okay. I yeah. get it. But and that's how the honestly that's how the lounges are now, like a therapy uh session. But it's a lot of, I mean a lot has changed of course because, you know, men do pillow talk. So some men. So um You gotta explain that more, you know. I guess I'm from a older culture you know you keep most of this stuff close to the vest so you don't air out your laundry for other people to hear well i i i I can't speak for you know i can't speak for all of them but i do know that some of them pillow talk now they'll come in the lounge and of course you're talking about certain things and um before you know it uh, they go home and you know they're in bed with with the wives or whoever, and the, the whole world knows after that. So and that's something that should have been kept in the lounge. Oh so. well, I, I do subscribe to the, the the fact that I don't think gentlemen are gentlemen anymore. You know I I don't think that some guys know how to be a gentleman. So you know. The loose lips sink ships things, I totally believe in that. You know, I, I do believe that a, a guy should carry himself like he wants to be treated. And I don't see, I just don't see that gentlemanly code saying, hey, I'm going to tell you something here, and you run tell that. That's not the gentlemanly code. And when I think of cigar lounges, I think of the gentlemanly code and, you know, the Vegas rules. Yeah, but I think the, the, I think the roles have changed a lot. Too. Explain it. You know, I think as far as um, the men, you know, um, and I guess maybe it's the the age that um, the change. I see the change. Um, you know, back in the day when you would date a, a girl or you know a guy and girl meet, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, 
women were the ones that would, um, I wouldn't say stalk, but I would say, you know, they'll, you know, after the guy would call them on the phone, you have one little hot conversation. At the end of the day, women, well, girls, we scribbling all on our notebooks or the paper, <laughs> you know, sharing loves, such and such. <laughs> and But those roles have changed. I mean, so I'm not seeing y'all scribbling, but back in the day when, when okay, so let me go back to my, my story. Yeah, no, let me go back to my story. So, you know, if, if we have a conversation— uh-huh. And, you know, we, I'm thinking we girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, because you've asked me for my number. That was back in the day Uh that, you you know, you like me. And that's where you're saying the roles are reversed. So, and then, you know, on Friday night, I see the same dude at the game, you know, hemmed up in the corner with another chick. My feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying that I've been in that situation, but uh, you know, my feelings are hurt. Uh-huh. So now those roles have have flipped. The men feelings they they are in their feelings more now than the, the women are. I think we've gotten more hardened. Our hearts has gotten more hardened. We've we've uh, developed a, a tough skin. Yeah. And you're thinking that single guys, and is there a specific age range you're speaking of, or what are you thinking? And it's not all the single guys. It's it's the ones that may have a girlfriend, and you know they're trying to shuffle. I'm trying to get it out of you because I, I I want people to understand what you're saying directly. You're saying that guys are being like women, and yeah. women are are now taking the role that the guy would have normally had, and and so. How do you how do you reverse that? I mean, how do you, how do you remove that trend? Because, like I said earlier, I do think the gentlemanly code is something that you don't see anymore. But you know, I didn't think it was going to that extent to where guys are getting their feelings hurt if women. You know, I just don't see that. But I'm I'm listening. Well, it's happening. Maybe not uh, in your circle, but it's definitely happened where men are. You know, they're getting in their feelings. They're getting upset because the woman, you know, don't, it's not talking to them. Or, you know, after that first date, mm-hmm. you know, the the men, they want, you, you're my lady now. No, I'm So he not. bought the drinks, Yeah, you know, now yeah, your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, or a, 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 a maybe lunch or, you know, some dinner. So there's an expectation that comes along with paying money out of the pocket. Yes. Okay. And, you know, it, it, they feel like if they go and buy, you know, buy you, take you to the movies or, you know, buy you, take you out to dinner. It sounds like a Destiny's Child Bugaboo song. Well, it, that could be that, too. Uh, Bugaboo. It, I wouldn't. It, it's not even stalking. It's not stalking anymore. It's, they are literally, you know, after the first date, they want to put a ring on your finger or. You know, maybe after the first week of you talking on the phone with them, they they you you know you my girl, you my it's just well, me maybe, and you. Maybe maybe that's let me throw it back a different angle. Maybe it's because you they see something in you that they haven't seen in other people. Could that be the situation? But that don't mean that we we are item. 
I didn't tell you that we girlfriend and boyfriend. I mean, you know, or that we are we're committed or that we are in a relationship. We are just friends. That's it. They don't understand the. I guess they just don't understand the friend definition. Or they trying to get out their friend zone okay. after a day or a week or so. And that's just, I'm old school. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am too. I believe in courting and all that. Yes, I, you know, I do too. Take your time. You know, you don't want to, you know, get yoked up with the wrong thing. But, yes. you know, I think uh, the courtship and, you know, I think sometimes, I don't want to ramble here, but I think if someone sees something that's too good to be true, or they see something in their mind that they definitely want, I think time is of the essence because, you know, the old saying is strike while the iron is hot. So maybe this maybe these guys are trying to strike while the iron is hot. Maybe I'm I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here because I know there's always two sides to the story, you know, and this makes for exit conversation over whiskey and cigars that there's two sides to the story about what you may see. You know, he may see it something totally different. What do you think about that? He may see you know, she's coming in the lounge. You know, she smokes her own cigars. Uh, she drinks wine. She bakes cookies. You know, uh, she knows what she's doing, and this is an asset. So let me go after that asset. You And, hey, shoot your shot. But after a week, you don't need to we're, – we're not a, a item. Okay. We're not – we're still on the talking level. Okay. You know, it's – you know, we hadn't reached that level. Let's get there. You know, take it slow. You know, be friends first. And I do believe in that. I do believe in my mate being my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think um, that helps out a lot with with relationships. I believe that, you know, some guys, when you said about intimidation, mm-hmm. um, I think some guys want to take they still want the power over the culture the cigar culture they want that power i never thought that deep because i just think that their culture with, with any culture is going to go whatever way that it's going to go and you're either going to be alone for the ride or you're going to left behind i understand you know? it but what i'm saying is like they might meet a woman that goes into the lounge and then all of a sudden when they get together it's, I don't want you to go to, to the lounge without me. I don't want you going to that lounge because, you know, I know some guys in there that's, you know, like you or trying to talk to you or who's trying to get with you. So it, it's a control thing, too, you know. So you think he's handcuffing to make sure that the same reason he got you, no one else tries to steal you. Exactly. Okay. And I mean, I can I can understand it, but you know, you shouldn't stop that person from going into that lounge just because the the other guys had the same thought as you. I mean, you you shouldn't do that. And I think that they are, you know, they're trying to take control when they do get you know, get in a relationship with you. I mean, it's it's a control thing. My my ex husband, you know, and I and I'm not bashing him, but I think that was one of the reasons why he would tell me, "Oh no, it's nothing but men in there." And then when I finally went to the lounge, I seen other women in there, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So this is why he didn't want me going to the lounge. I got mad all over again. Uh, I can't speak to that because I've been in several lounges and I've found that sometimes, 
you know, when you have a membership at a lounge, you'll find women come in the lounge and they don't have a membership, but they've gotten into the lounge by just asking to use the bathroom. And once they're there, you know, they do a little mingling. But I don't know. I just find it, you know, like natural to see both sexes in the cigar lounge. But, you know, on it, speaking of the women, you know, sneaking in, honestly, we don't really have to sneak in. I mean, we really don't. Every lounge that I have visited, I have been treated VIP. I mean, I I go if the if the VIP is in the back, I'm You're invited there. to the back. Yeah. You know, because again, they're not used to seeing a woman that really smokes mm-hmm. coming to the lounges. So, you know that to. For a woman to want to just sneak in there, like you said, it's shopping. They're shopping. But men shop, too. Of course. I totally agree with that. Uh, It's an interesting dynamic. You know, you have, on the one hand, you have, you know, to me, when I go to the cigar lounge, it's for, you know, that quiet time, that zen place. You know, I'm just winding down. I'm in my thoughts and recapping the week. Or I'm with friends and we're watching a game. Or, you know, it's just different a whole bunch of different motives where I just don't have the time to think about the, you know, who's here and, you know, if I was seen doing this or something like that. And when you say about guys not wanting their wife there after, you know, they've been there before, it's, it's just puzzling to me, you know, because you see so many people there, you know, why wouldn't you want to go there again? I, I mean, that's something I like, well, everybody's not like. You. Well, I just think so, communication, you know. And that's true. That's true. But, I mean, like I said, the, some men will take that control where, you know, where they met the woman. If they met her in the lounge and she's a true cigar smoker, now I can see if she was a shopper. Mm-hmm. Then, no, you don't need to go back there. What you in there for? You know, you're not ready Pick your item and <laughs> and checked out. <laughs> checked out. So you don't need to go back in there. But if she's a true cigar smoker, then it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, for me, if I'm single and that's by choice, but if I ever uh, get into a relationship, it's going to have to be with someone that's a cigar smoker. Okay, definitely because I love football. I love sports. On Saturdays, I like going to the lounges and just I'll spend a whole day or half a day at, at the lounge. And I think, honestly, some men probably like that because you're not out there in the mall spending all spending my money. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're talking about this, I want to definitely talk about something else after the break. I want to talk about how do we get more female uh, smokers into the mix how, how do you get a woman to start smoking cigars so we'll talk about it after the break we'll come back shortly with Sharon and talk more about getting women into smoking cigars The Whiskey Smoke with Yuante Curry brought to you by El Cubano Cigars find your favorite smoke at El Cubano 904 East Main Street League City, Texas family owned and operated El Cubano blended by Cubans handmade in Texas Tell me when. Yes, enough. All right. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Whiskey Smoke. I'm Yuante, and I have Sharon here, and we're going to get into getting more women to smoking cigars because I see that there's there's some there are some women who don't like the, the smell of a cigar. They don't like the process, and it kind of just turns them off. They don't want it in their hair or anything like that. So 
how would you introduce a young lady or an older lady or any lady at all to cigar smoking? Well, you know, it's funny you said that because I have a coworker, and she was a chain smoker as far as cigarettes. And she came to me one day and she was like, you know, I'm quitting cig- uh, cigarette smoking. You know, I'm, I'm giving it up. And I said, okay. And she said, and I'm giving up drinking. And I said, both? You, you know, you going cold turkey on both? Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah. And I said, okay. So she did it for 30 days. And then one day she was like, you know, Sharon, I, it's hard. You know, it's, it's really hard. She said, but the cigarette, she said, um, I, I get the urge every once in a while. And I said, you know what? I said, come to an event with me. I said, have you ever tried smoking cigars? And she was like, no. She said, because I don't, you know, I. she thought that the strength of them, you know, was very overpowering. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. I said, well, come to an event with me. And how I got her there was, and I'm not saying any names because I want to tell the business, but she um, she's single. So I was like, you know what? We're having ladies' night. Um, one of the guys who, Mascalino, mm-hmm. from Mascalino Cigars, he does a ladies' night at the Wildcat Golf Course. And I think it's every first Friday um, it's been a it's been a couple of months that he hadn't had it, or maybe I hadn't uh, gone. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, it's going to be some very distinguished men there. You know, I said, you need to come. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, come, you know, come on, you have a good time. And I said, there they'll suggest some, you know, cigars that you could start off with, nothing strong, because you could always start off mild. Mm-hmm. So she came, and we tried, she tried a mild cigar, and and I showed her how to smoke it. Mm-hmm. I said, now, one thing you do not want to do is you do not want to inhale the smoke. Right. And I said, because if you do, you probably cough up all of your insides, and I said, and you will get sick. So she she was a she was a trooper. She was a good student because she did everything that I told her to do. And from that point on, she was like, "Oh my God, this is what I've been missing." I mean, this cigar is is nice, and plus, it only took one cigar to give her that calmness and, Mm -hmm. you know, the feeling that she was looking for versus a pack of cigarettes cigarettes a day. So now she she said that she'll, you know, she won't even smoke a cigar every day, but she said when she gets the urge or whatever, she'll smoke, you know, a cigar. And she said, and she's done, you know, for the rest of the day. You know, she'll smoke it when she gets home, but... Um, she said, I, I have really missed out because I think I would have rather smoked this than be, you know, smoking the cigars. I mean, the cigarettes back to back to back to back. I mean, because she was truly 
a chain smoker. Yeah, I think he just identified her if, you know, if whoever you No, because they have a thousand of them. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of smoke and smoking inside, you know, because the weather, it, it changes all the time. Uh, we talked last and you talked about you smoke inside when there are rainy days and, you know, you have people over and they never can tell that you actually smoked in a house and you have clogged sofas. What's the secret? I use a product called Abbey and Sullivan, and it's uh, the sandalwood and uh, I think it's patchoula. Mm -hmm. And um, I found that at, um, you can either find it at Home Goods, Marshalls, or TJ Maxx. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of hit or miss. And especially if it's one by my house, you're not going to find any because every time they have it, I buy the whole shelf uh, because it's like two ninety nine for a nice size bottle. Mm -hmm. um, and what I do is I spray my sofa and I spray my air conditioned vent where I put the filter and the smell is gone. I mean, I have sons that which they're not at home. They're away at college, but. You know, they have asthma. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I have a grandbaby. I don't want my grandbaby, you know, smelling the cigar smoke. So I have to make sure that my house is free of that smell. And when they come home or if anybody comes over my, ho my house, I mean, they, get, they say, you smoke in the house? And I was like, yeah, I smoke. And, but it's gone. The smell is gone. So we we talked and you gave me a pro tip earlier that I wasn't aware of because I know that every time I smoke, I generally just put the clothes in a dry cleaning bag and just take them out to the dry cleaning. But you mentioned something that we should do different and explain that. Yes. I, when I was in Tampa, um, one of my visits, I went to a lounge and I don't know how we got on the subject of, you know, your clothes and um, so one of the guys that um, that works there, he was like, well, what you need to do is when you finish smoking, you need to hang your clothes out in your garage or hang it out in an airy environment. And um, he said for about maybe a day or two and then take it to the cleaners because, of course, you're taking it to the cleaners, right? Especially me, I have a cleaner's bag. So if you're putting that, that coat or that shirt or whatever clothes you had on when you were smoking in that cleaner's bag, that that smell is potent. So it's probably getting on the other clothes. Mm -hmm. And you're closing that bag up. So you're just it's keeping trapping that yes, smell in it. Yes, it's trapping it in there. So you're taking it to the cleaners and... I mean, if you don't tell them to try to see if they can get it out, they're just going to steam right over it. And sometimes that steam, Sticks again, traps that, that smell into your clothes, and you'll never get it out. Mm, that's interesting. Any other pro tips you want to share? No, I, I think that's it for the, the cigar, I mean, the smell. And let's talk about parents because I see you you drink a lot of different wines and you know I, I'm not as familiar with wine as I am with whiskey but I'd like to have some kind of knowledge when I go around and pair a cigar with wine. How do you how do you do that? I really don't pair mine. Um, 
I I have one two wines that that I like and that I only buy, and that is Cooper and Thief, and that's a red blend, and it's uh, barrel. Um, it's aged in the bourbon barrels. Bourbon barrels, um, and then I like one that's called Sexual Chocolate, and that's a, a blend as well. So I don't really pair my cigars with my wines. I just I, I just love the wine. So and I like vodka. So I'm not the whiskey. I, I like the whiskey, um, but mine is mostly. My my drink of choice is mostly the vodka and and wines, and I like Ciroc. I like um, uh, white gold, um, kind of the the high end vodkas. I mm-hmm. like you know, and I that that's what I like with my cigars. Okay, I'm not the the I'm not a uh, a person that pairs my my cigars with. You know, with a drink. Now, I'll take recommendations. Okay. So, so for me, you know, I like my Fuentes. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm smoking my eye of the shark, what would you suggest? With the wine? I have no idea. But with the whiskey? Well, whiskey. I would recommend uh, a light scotch. I would recommend something anywhere between 12 to 15-year-old, maybe a McKellen or a Balvini. And, okay. you know. Enjoy it, you know. Enjoy both the the scotch as well as the cigar because you're gonna find that they complement each other. That's an actual great stick, and you want to make sure that you're pairing it with something that's comparable. You, you know, I don't think you would pair a cigar with a cheaper, you know, like a, a high end cigar with a cheaper drink. I just don't think I, I don't think it's they go together. Well, I, I I wouldn't think it would either. Now, one thing that I just uh, got into this year when I visiting Tampa and going to Ebor City um, was my first time having coffee with a cigar. Out of all these years that I've been smoking cigars, I've never had coffee with a cigar, and that is a wonderful. Wonderful taste. That's a, a, a wide ranging list of flavors depending on the kind of coffee you get. Yes. Cuban, you know, uh, if you're doing lattes, if you're doing espressos, it, yeah. Yeah, and I think I had a latte and it was the creamy, and I had a cigar from La Ferrona mm-hmm. and the creaminess and, you know, that flavor, that coffee flavor. I mean, it was it was amazing, and that I've started now drinking my coffee with my cigars. Now, one thing I cannot do, and I, I do you do you take lunch breaks and smoke? No, I I just think it's I used to do it before, but I found that it's it's a waste of the cigar because you you find yourself trying to enjoy as much as a cigar, cigar as you can in the time that you have when it should be you enjoy the cigar as much as you can and take out much time as you need but I found that when I used to do that on lunch breaks the cigar would heat up real fast because I'm trying my best to make sure that I enjoy this cigar on this short period of time and then I'd end up wasting half a cigar or something because I didn't heat it up so much by the time I let it go out if I was to relight it again it would taste bad now what about before work 
Oh, before in the work? morning. Yeah, I sometimes I'll do a, a morning coffee and a morning cigar. But for me, I work in aviation, so most times I'm around the clock. I can smoke or drink or have a coffee and a cigar anytime, and I also smoke in my vehicle. So if I can't finish at home, then I'll just keep on going, take it to work, and you know enjoy it as much as I can. Okay. Because I see a lot of people on Instagram, you know, they're saying, oh, I'm on my lunch break. And they, they're smoking some nice cigars. It's no way I can smoke one on my lunch break. And it's not really about the time. It it relaxes me so much. I wouldn't get you it. You go back Yeah, to it's time to go home. Okay. You know, it's like, no, I, I couldn't do that. Well, the, another good thing about cigars is it's a, a great way to de-stress. And some some people work some incredibly stressful jobs. So they may smoke one of these nice cigars on a cigar break so they can continue on with their day after that cigar is done. You know, so that's another side of the coin to look at it at. But. Well, see, if I did that, my filter, you know, I already have. My filter is always, you know, it, it's, I, I don't have one. At times, so if I have a cigar, I might be in HR. So <laughs> I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna smoke one at, on lunch break. Oh wow, that's that's interesting. That's a, a new dynamic on it. So, with that being said, what's how do you wind down with your cigar? You you, you said you just started doing it in the morning with coffee, but what's your ritual and what's your normal go to time for having a cigar? Well. As of lately, I would smoke a cigar on my way home. Mm-hmm. I've started doing it on my way home. And if I don't do that, it's when I get home and I get relaxed. And I get, you know, either on my patio. And if you follow me on Instagram, you see I'm always on my patio. I'm on my sofa watching, you know, football or basketball. So it's when I'm relaxed. That's when I, and it's in the evenings, you know, uh, when I get off of work. Okay. So. Now, I noticed that you like custom ashtrays. What's, what's, what brought you to custom liking custom ashtrays? Because a lot of people like accessories, but finding someone that likes different ashtrays, that's kind of different. Well, you know, actually, most of, the, most of my ashtrays are really not ashtrays. They're not really supposed to be ashtrays, but, you know, I think outside the box. And now when I go shopping, if I'm in, let's say I'm in um, Home Goods or I'm at the, uh, I guess, that store that used to be Garden Ridge, I know at, what you're at, home, about. at home, yeah. At home. Mm-hmm. I find if I see something that's odd that you can lay a cigar in or you you know, use as a, a cigar, I mean an ashtray, it's coming home with me. You know, like the one that I bought, it has uh it's like a hands. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's a, a unique ashtray for me. Um now the the melted um, Ciroc bottles. I ordered those from a guy that actually makes um, ashtrays, and he makes. Um, you could use the one that I have. You could use it for both. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could use it as a cheese and cracker um, tray. tray, or you can use it as I use it as an ashtray. He said you could use it as both. So, I mean, I just I like unique things you know so interesting so 
we're speaking of unique things and things like that. How does how does how does your bakery your baking tie into cigars and all of that? Well, I see a lot of people that light uh, sweets after uh, they smoke. I mean, or when they smoke, you know, um, a lot of especially the guys. The guys like at the lounge um, when I go to top ten because it's like my home away from home. Um, those guys in there, when we're in there on a Saturday or a Sunday watching football, they don't care about the the wings and the ribs. They looking for my cookies, my seven up pound cake. I mean, after a good smoke and a drink, I guess their palate is needing something sweet, mm-hmm. you know. So I guess maybe to balance it off or maybe they just have a sweet tooth. But I see a lot of people that are now, um, you know, adding the, the sweets. Well, before, you, I mean, you see a lot of people that do chocolates. Oh, yeah, with, definitely. With cigars. So I guess maybe, you know, they're taking it to a different level versus the chocolates. You know, they want cookies or they want, you know, cake. And especially in the mornings, you know, my pound cake, you heat it up in the microwave with your coffee and the cigar. Oh, that's to die for. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. So before we go, where do you see Sharon Renee and cigars in the next five years? I'm about to do some big things. I have some big things in store. Um, I don't want to release them yet, but um, I plan on uh, touring a lot of um, cigar uh, lounges in especially out of the country. Um, I want to go to Cuba um, and visit some of the uh, factories there. Um, so it's it's going to be the traveling. Are you going to do like group trips or? I might do some group trips and then I roll solo okay. a lot. You know so. Uh, but of course, a, a place like that, I would definitely go with a group. Um, anywhere out of you know the country, I'm gonna go with a group. Um, but I, I plan on you know just kind of educating myself more about cigars. Um, hopefully, one day one of these uh, brands will come to me and say, "Hey, you know, you want to be an ambassador or you know a rep." A rep. Of, yeah. So you want to break out of the out of the current position you're in and work in the cigar industry? I wouldn't mind. Okay. You know, I definitely wouldn't mind. Well, once you break out those things that you got that you can't disclose now, feel free to come back here and tell us about them. We'll I be more than happy to have you. I definitely will. Well, guys, uh, we'd like to thank our good company this week, Sharon Renee, and you can follow her on Instagram at Ben Sharon Renee. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. Good cigars, whiskey, good company. Thanks for tuning in to the Whiskey Smoke. Until next time. The Whiskey Smoke with Yuante Curry is sponsored by El Cubano Cigars. Blended by Cubans, handmade in Texas. Located at 904 East Main Street, League City, Texas. Call 281-332-9096 or go to elcubanocigars.com.